Weekly Sauce, episode 59. I, wa- I wanted it to be 67. We could have waited to get to 67, but we didn't. Uh, but we have a special guest on from the Montreal Alouettes <laughs> offensive lineman, Tony Washington, here. Uh, before we get to him, as usual, this episode is brought to you by uh, Mike's BBQ Rub. Visit Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. Um, Alex, man, how's it going? Are you pumped for this interview? I know you've been uh, talking to me about it for a couple weeks now. Oh yeah, I've been waiting for uh, for Tony. I heard, I heard good stuff about him. Uh, he, he's a CFL vet, and uh, yeah, I'm super pumped. We're super happy to have Tony Washington out of the Montreal Alouettes. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good, man. Appreciate you guys for having me in here. It's our pleasure, man. And I'm glad that you can squeeze in some time for us during training camp. Uh, how's it been going so far? Uh, are you burning any calories? Do you have to? Did you anybody puke in, puke in the bucket yet, or what? no actually man um it's been pretty good actually uh our coaches are pretty good at kind of easing things in we've had a few injuries around the league that have kind of um backed people off i mean we haven't played football in a year and a half so uh it didn't make sense to just jump right into it so yeah the last the last two two practice the first two practices and uh have were kind of easy uh yeah camps pretty good so far nobody's uh throwing up just yet (laughs) it's gonna happen (laughs) there's always one right it's always going to happen, yeah. He's going to turn it up here, and I think he's going to probably turn it up here tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be probably the first day we're going to get some, um, you know, nonstop. Okay, I'll check in with you tomorrow, see if you use the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> How's, uh, what was your uh, the last two years for, like, with you? The season's canceled last year. What was it like for you? I was – it was um, – man, it's a little bit of everything, man. I kind of went through all the, all the emotions, all the, um, uh, you know uh, – what to do, what's next, you know, we're going to play football, we're not going to play football, um, you know, boredom, um, maybe a slight little bit of alcoholism. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was rough, but, I mean, I, I kind of kept myself uh, training, kept myself busy, uh, kept myself in good shape, and that was the, that was the biggest thing that I could do was um, uh, just continue to work out, you know, to just make sure that I'm ready. Tony, before uh, Vernon Adams was with the Alouettes, I, I I don't know about you, man, but I I, I wasn't following the Alouettes as much because and Vernon Adams he brought the excitement back with the Alouettes, and ever since then I've keep wa- I've watched every single game of the Alouettes in 2019, uh, in a long time since Anthony Calvillo. <laughs> um, how's it like to be the you know the blindside tackle for Vernon? Uh, it's been, you know, I was with him in Hamilton and I, I kind of know how he plays and, um, you know, uh, we kind of complement each other in a lot of ways. He's, he's, he's very aware of what's going on in front of him and I'm very aware of kind of how he plays. So I can always kind of get a, a kind of grasp on what's going on behind me just by, by the way that my defensive end is rushing. So, uh, I love having him back there. He's, uh, he's agile, he's quick, he reads fast and, you know, and uh, offensive lineman. You know, things break down, man. Things fuck up sometimes. You know, and to have a guy back there that can that can get away to escape the way he he escapes uh, certain certain uh, situations is you know it's uh, it's it you know it's it's good. It's good to have a guy like that. So we had a uh, a guest a, a couple a couple months ago, Antonio Simmons. You probably know him, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, I know him. I know him very well. <laughs> that's why I keep. That's why I keep on uh, doing this to my neck because my neck is so stiff right now from that fucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask you, did he improve from uh, from uh, from 2019? Uh, yeah, he's he's actually uh, he's bigger. He's a lot bigger. 
um, uh, still fast. And, uh, yeah, he's a little bit more – he's going to be a little bit more of a problem this year, I think. <laughs> Man, if he's if he's half as good as he says he is, then he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Like that's pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's pretty good, uh, you know. And and we're gonna we're like, like I said, this is day four camp. We got twenty twenty more days or twenty two twenty three more days of camp. So, you know, um, uh, maybe not that many. I think we're what's today the fifth, fourteenth, thirteenth. Yeah. Yeah, we're done on the twenty seventh. So yeah, you do the math. I'm not a good math. I get hit in the head too much, but we got a few days left. <laughs> so I think he's going to get. Better. I think he's going to keep getting better, just like everyone else. So he he's improving you. Who's the one guy throughout your career that uh, on the field made you step up your game? I saw you posted a video of you kind of locking up John. A uh, picture of you locking up John Bowman. A guy like John mm-hmm. Bowman. Are these these types of guys that really made you go like just say fuck it? I'm going to have to be my best guy today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. John Bowman was one of them for sure. You had to bring your, you had to bring your lunch pail for sure. Um, you know, guys like Charleston Hughes, who, you know, you always got to be on your on your top game. You know, guys like that are embarrassing. Willie Jefferson and, uh, recently has become a very explosive uh, defensive end. Um, even Jagarek Davis over in Hamilton. I mean, there's a, there's a handful of guys around the league that you have to really step it up. But I think over my my career, my tenure, I think John Bowman hands down has been the guy where you know you got to bring it you got to bring yeah. it you know what i mean and he he's not a one-trick pony i mean he's he's got all, he's just he's just a smart player he's, he's a smart player I, mean, yeah. I think i gave him my first sack in the cfl against him oh really yeah. Well, i mean yeah it's actually it's not that bad it's like you can go home and be like okay at least it was john bowman at least it wasn't antonio <laughs> simmons you know? yeah no <laughs> no john is uh no nah, john was a good player man and uh yeah you're right exactly hall of famer <laughs> Uh, John actually broke his retirement on. Uh, we have two shows, and he broke his retirement on the other show. And um, uh, John's John's great man. We've uh, great conversations with him. I've met him in person too. Good guy, and uh, yeah, consummate Hall of Famer. Uh, so you won two great cups, right? You know, with Edmonton, right. and you won in Toronto. Tell me right. the one at Edmonton felt a little bit better than Toronto. <laughs> uh, I'll say this: the Toronto one, I think, I want to say the Toronto one was kind of, it was my first one. And um, I was young. I wasn't expecting it. We were a 99 team going into the playoffs. So it was kind of a surprise to all of us. But we had a crazy, a crazy good team. Uh, I, I will say the 15 Grey Cup was, uh, was more exciting. Um, I love the team a lot more. It was a lot more, you know, uh, uh, brotherhood. It was a lot tighter. Um, yeah, it was just a better all-around experience from the organization, from the way we traveled, the way we did things. The whole year was a was an eye opener. Well, not even, yeah, eye opener for how an organization should be. Um, Alex, go ahead. So, so you were uh, de- developed at one of the best. Um, well, not one of the best, but in division in a in a now division one school, mm-hmm. which is ACU. Um, what did you learn over there, and uh, who was your, you know, your, your your toughest defensive end you've ever played against in college? You know, I don't remember many of the guys from that I played against. There was a guy that I played against that was with the Rams for a while. Uh, he was with the Rams for for seven years, I think. Um, I, I can't remember his name, um, but he played for West Texas A and M, and that was basically my biggest biggest uh, rival uh, in the in the in, when I was in college. Um, you know, learning as far as what I've learned, man, it, it was it was a it was a new experience for me. I played defensive line, um, and then I went over to playing offensive tackle in junior college, which was a you know uh, just a, a small college that 
you know, just to get back into Division One, uh, good standings. Um, and you know, I didn't learn. I learned how to, I learned about myself. I learned that I could fucking play the game. That's what I learned. And um, as far as the the skill, the tr- like all the the talent, all the things that came along, most of my most of everything that's going on has happened in the CFL. With as far as how I've developed over the years, um, Abilene Christian was kind of just the was a confidence builder to, to to let me know, you know, this is something that that you're good at and you need to continue to try to pursue. So uh, you went to the combine. Uh, we went undrafted. Um, out of all the combine tests, so like you had the forty, the bench press. Um, what are the ones that you can say that you can beat your t- you can beat your record now from back then? So like, are you faster um, now? Are you stronger now? Um, I might be able to beat my bench press now. Yeah, if I trained at it, if I trained at it for a good couple of weeks, maybe a month, a month, I, I could probably beat it now. What was but your What was your score in the combine? My oh, I had thirty four. Oh wow. Yeah, thirty four. I think it was thirty four, thirty five. Um, I was my numbers in the combine were pretty good. I, I had the best broad jump out of forty four guys. Uh, at nine feet six inches, uh, my my, my uh, vertical test was pretty good. Top five, LJOs. My forty was, I think my forty was my weakest point. It was a it was an unofficial four nine, but official five flat okay. at three eleven. So you know, but they had Trent Williams and uh, Bruce Campbell, and those guys ran a four eight four nine. <laughs> so I didn't really have a, <laughs> a chance at that point. But uh, yeah, uh, I think. The bench press is probably one thing I could probably in the next month beat it. So thirty four, you know, you know, you know Marco Briette. I'm sure you know who he is. He's played in the league for a while. Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, so he's a good friend of mine. And his combine, the CFL combine, he did as a quarterback. He did thirty five reps. How does that make you feel? Oh, yeah. that that that's. Uh, I need to go. I'm actually going to leave off the phone now and go, go, go start working. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we brought on a uh, a pass rush specialist coach uh, a yeah. month ago, and he he told us the most important attribute to a um, pass rusher is vision. But, uh, and what would you say is the most important one for offensive tackles? I always thought it, it was the footwork. Which says the footwork? Um, I don't. You know, being a fucking dog, being a just a animal on the line, honestly, is the most important attribute. But Feet work is everything, you know, you, your feet are going to go, you know, vision is, is got to be there. Obviously, your vision is everything, you know, you want to go where your eyes take you, but your feet work, hand placement, I mean, you can't just kind of bottle it into one thing and say this is more important than that thing because it all kind of goes together. You know, you can have great feet and terrible punch, terrible hands and the hand placement and you'll get beat every time. You can have good hands and if your feet are bad, you'll look like a damn child. Uh, and if your vision is bad, I mean, you could be the best athlete in the world, but if you can't, if you can't actually, you know, see your target, what you're punching, where your aim points are, uh, where you want to get to, you know, how you want to get there, you know, it, it all comes together. Um, but I think feet work. I think feet are the best, best attribute. There was actually a video that went viral. I don't remember the offensive lineman's name, but he's in he's in the NFL. I forgot who it was. But his wife's giving birth, and in the room while they're waiting, like she's in labor, while they're waiting, he's he's practicing his kickbacks. His, oh my god! Yeah, those are the type of things you do at home. You're just watching TV, and then he's looking at his feet to make sure they're in place. It's yeah, I mean, some of some of, sometimes some sometimes I'm in the bathroom and I can do. Uh, I always catch myself trying to um, uh, do a punch from standing, just a you know a jab, just to see. 
you know, just that feeling, especially before camp started. I'm always, I was always trying to do that, but yeah, I don't do kick slides in the mirror or nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> what's your, uh, what's your pregame meal, and uh, how many calories do you intake a day to keep, uh, to keep the frame going? Honestly, man, it, we, well, in the past it, it was a lot more. I was uh, last year, I was last season. I played through 2019. Uh, was I think I was 330, 335. Um, I've actually dropped all that weight. I'm down to 309 now. Nice. So um, I try to just make sure I have at least three or four meals a day, no more. And I try to around 3,500. 3, I'm not trying to bulk. I'm not trying to put on more muscle. I have enough. And I'm not trying to put on any weight. So I just want to maintain what I have. Um, yeah, but when I was <laughs> when I was 345, I was probably putting on about – I was probably putting down about five to 6,000 calories. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. That's nuts. Um, what's, your, what's your pregame routine? Like you wake up in the morning – you go to the field, you set up, you go out to eat. Well, every, everybody has their own thing, right? Yeah, uh, I go early. Uh, I try to get into the hot tub, cold tub, you know, do all my normal stretches and stuff. Um, I put a massive chew in tobacco. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> Me too. It's the best. I just got yeah. into it. Uh, um, yeah, and I just listen to music and stretching, just, you know, kind of, you know, do, uh, wait for a certain time, and then I'll start getting on the field and working my feet, my hands, and, timing and stuff like that just getting warmed up nothing special kind uh, of, uh, no, certain, no certain music uh no certain um routine like a special thing it just it just needs to be you know let's go get ready what kind of uh, chew are you putting in like you're putting the, the tobacco balls or do you have the little dips like the, the bombs I, I put i put tobacco I'm, I'm come on man i'm not putting that culture in my mouth why not that's what i do no put some chewing in your damn mouth get your teeth <laughs> Get your teeth dirty. <laughs> I just started. It's been recently because, I, like, my buddies, they play hockey, so they're on the bench and they're spitting all the time. So when I play golf and softball and stuff, it's just it's good to, like, pass the time. But, man, yeah. he, my buddy plays hockey in Germany. He came back, and he brought over this packet. He's like, let's try this one. I said, okay, cool. So over the Who's weekend. Who's your buddy? He plays. His name is Gio Giovanni Fiore. He plays hockey in Germany. He plays for Berlin. My, uh, I have two good friends that just came back from Germany as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they won the championship this past season too. Uh, yeah, uh, Mario. His name is Mario. Um, his last name starts with a T. And then another guy that played for Germany was um, Southy, Southy. But they both just came back. Yeah, Gio was uh, Gio was on that team that won. My buddy is on that same team that won. Okay, so world. Yeah. Yeah, so he gives he gives me this little packet. I put it in. I'm like, oh, it's, you know, it tastes whatever. You know, it's all right. And then. Two minutes in, I'm getting the sweats, and we're in the arena. Yeah, yeah. We're in a, we're in a hockey arena, and I'm like, man, this is hitting me hard. So like, I'm yeah. you know, I'm spitting, whatever. I have to go back into the office because I, I run the tournament. So I go back in, and um, I'm talking, and I'm talking to a guy, and I have to take off my hat, my jacket, everything. I'm sweating. I took it out, man. I went, I almost puked. I went into the oh. I, on my way to. The, I was running back to the arena just to cool down, and I I opened the <laughs> the garbage can and I almost puked in it. I'm like I don't know what was in that thing, but I'm never touching it again. I just take those like regular ones, the winter greens. I'll put one yeah. in there, yeah, one or two, you know. Yeah. No, it's uh, I, was it a white can with red writing on it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's straight from Germany, actually. I I, I was just using the same ones. He, the guy brought me some, brought some back, and he was. We were watching the Habs game over at uh, Plaza Zot, and uh, we were sitting out watching. And he pulled it out, and I, and I took it, and I was, it was fun. I mean, I've been doing it for so many damn years. So yeah, you got used to. But it. yeah, my first time, first time chewing in the meeting room uh, in Texas, 
I got all my offense alarm and I don't know anything about it. They're all chewing. I put one in. Within fucking five minutes, man, I was in the bathroom. Yeah, puking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't realize you're not supposed to swallow any of it, right? So you're just like, I'm just chilling. No. Yeah, no, no. It's just the, it's the nicotine. Yeah, <laughs> it's the, it fucking it's, it's a me. very big Russian nicotine. Oh, man. <laughs> it's brutal. But I got to get into those the, the balls. Eventually, I'll, I'll work my way there, Tony, and I'll, be, I'll let you know okay. what I do. <laughs> Stay so away from in 2015, uh, you won the Great Cup with the Askies. Um, and, you know, it, it, was, it was a comeback win. Obviously, you guys were, were trailing behind after the third, and then you guys came back and win. Um, how was it like? How was the atmosphere? Yeah, it was it was it was pretty special. We were, um, you know, the thing I liked about that team, man, we didn't give up at all, like ever. We never gave up on anything. So, you know, to see that team uh, come together in the, in the second half, that defense stepped up crazy. They stepped up. I mean, I don't I don't even know. There was some crazy numbers that they, the, the Ottawa offense was held to, um, and then our offense started really get coming together. But that's what we were in 2015, man. We we won a lot of games in the third and fourth quarter. Um, it, I don't know why it took us so long to get started, uh, but it definitely once it got started, it was hard to stop. It was uh, it was once we started winning because um, Winnipeg's out west. Obviously, you have all the fans out there from Winnipeg and from a lot of places out west, Saskatchewan. They had all the tickets, so they wanted to see a West team win. So when we started actually winning, um, it was it was it was almost like a home game, man. It was fun. That's nuts. Yeah. Um, so you played Edmonton, Toronto, Hamilton, now you're in Montreal. Uh, which city has the best food? And only one answer is uh, right. Only one answer. Which city has the best food? Wow. Um, well, coming from New Orleans, man, it's, it's hard to judge. Uh, I, I would say right now, I mean, obviously, I think it's Montreal, honestly. I mean, because everything in Toronto is so commercialized. You can just you can find that food about anywhere. But the 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 culture you have here the the Haitian the Jamaican the Indian the the you know the even the Quebec the Quebec food uh, poutine you can't beat you know oh, smoke yeah. smoke smoke me sandwiches I, mean, I, I there's way more culture in the food here than it is in any other city that I've been in and, and speaking of poutine where's your where's your favorite poutine spot oh man I haven't narrowed it down yet I, I think um, oh man I like Dunn's I like Dunn's uh, uh, poutine they do have a uh, solid the, one. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty and it's pretty big too. I like that one. Uh, their smoked meat poutine is pretty good. Um, I've been to a few places where people were like they're known for their poutine, and then I have it. And I'm like, okay, I, you know, it that's wasn't right. that great. Yeah, you know, but uh, I can't really put it. What it, you guys are in Montreal, right? Yeah. Well, I am. Alex is in Bakersfield, but he's from Montreal. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm in okay. California right now. Yeah. What's the uh, What's the place here? Where should oh, I man. go? I mean, you can go. There's the Carry Hot Dog, which is always solid. I don't know what part of the city you live in. You live downtown. Downtown, yeah. So Mapul Mouillet is probably good, is probably the best one because they they put chicken and um, uh, like a uh, roasted chicken inside with uh, with Portuguese sausages in there. That oh, one, nice. that one's pretty good. Um, Shake like uh, that is good. Orange julep. Oh, orange julep uh, yeah. is like, yeah, it's a standard. It's good. It's got that thick, dark sauce. It's pretty good. There's mm -hmm. a lot, man. If you need a list, I'll send you a list. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> but so you went. You, so you're from New Orleans, man. The, the type of food down there is unbelievable. I've always wanted to go. But there's a restaurant over here. It's my favorite restaurant. Every year I, I go there for my birthday, and it's I go alone just because it's unbelievable. It's called Triple yeah. Crown. I don't know if you've ever been. No, I never heard of it's it. It's in uh, Little Italy. It's like right outside Little Italy. You got to try okay. it, man. Yeah, it's really good, man. They got the biscuits. It's I think the guy that opened it 
like lived trained in New Orleans, uh, trained in Louisiana, and he brought the menu over here. It's pretty sick. Actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's my favorite. It's, it's called what is it called again? Triple Crown. Triple Crown. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay out a little Italy for a little bit. I think they're still having a parade out there. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I don't think they stopped, man. It doesn't make sense. They're gonna go nuts yeah. for another freaking two years. Uh, what place would you recommend me in New Orleans? Because me and my wife are gonna go there soon. Oh, nice. Honestly, I haven't been back in so long. I don't know what is still there or what's not there anymore. Uh, you can't go wrong with just going downtown, though. There's so many different restaurants. Purple Street always has stuff. Um, but as far as, like, any specialty restaurants, I, I would have to call my auntie or someone down south and, and give you a recommendation. Because, like I said, it's been uh, seven, eight years since I've been back. Alex, yeah, just watch any episode of Anthony Bourdain did in New Orleans, and you'll go to those restaurants. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do, honestly. Every time I go to a new city, like when I went to Nashville, that's what I did. I watched his Parts Unknown, and I went to all the restaurants he suggested. Yeah, because yeah. right now I'm addicted to to Cajun hot sauce. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> well, they right. have a bottle. They have a bottle of uh, it's called Louisiana hot sauce. It's a uh, it's, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, you when you get down there, it's a red. It has a little sun on it. it says Louisiana. It's real good. And it gets your fire going. Oh, it gets your fire going. Yeah, it's not too. It's spicy, but it's not too bad. It has a good taste to it. It's a good flavor to it to put on things like red beans or rice or whatever. You put it in your chew. <laughs> <laughs> Say what? You put it in your chew. No, you could throw it in one of those grenades though on fucking Bourbon Street, man. The goddamn, they have uh, these grenades where they just, it's called like Gator Punch. And it's a mixture of fucking everything, Everclear, vodka, and it's delicious. But if you have too many of them, you don't realize it. And then now you're passed out in the damn street. Yeah, that's what Bourbon Street is, I guess. Eh? <laughs> yeah. All right, Tony, we appreciate you coming on, man. Honestly, the interview was great. Uh, we know you got to get back to your meetings and your in the in training camp. Good luck the rest of the way, buddy. Uh, hopefully, we're, we're rooting for you guys. I mean, last year was a little bit, well, two years ago was uh, was bittersweet at the end for the Alouettes. So hopefully you guys yeah. can get it done this year and we'll be rooting for you for sure. Well, I appreciate you guys for having me on. And uh, if anybody else want to check out my, my my Instagram page, it's TonyWashington.official. Uh, yeah, check me out. And uh, keep up with the season, man. Hopefully, we can get this cup here back in Montreal and, and uh, pick up where the Habs left off. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We gotta get we gotta get a W for the city. It's been a while, so we gotta get it done. Been a while. All yeah. right, Tony. Appreciate it, man. As usual, this episode brought to you by uh, Mike's PBQ Rub. Visit Mike's PBQ Rub, MTL.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. They don't have the Louisiana saw hot sauce, but they do have the truffle sauce. They do have the mustard truffle sauce. Check them out. Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. As for uh, as per usual, Alex. Thanks, buddy. Tony. I appreciate it. Peace. Appreciate you, uh, thank you.